dear diary, I believe it to be vitally important to live a life free from regrets. Because as an immortal, that shit tends to add up over time. However, I must own up to the occasional catastrophic boner. For example, the whole vampire thing. I mean, hindsight is twenty-twenty, but when a subterranean cosmic entity offers you infinite power, it is probably prudent to ask a few follow-up questions. Like, does this power require me to drink buckets of yucky, yucky blood? Or, won't my elongated fangs poke my bottom lip like a million times a day? Spoiler alert. Yes, to both. Let's roll initiative. Oh. I like it when we wow. start out going oh, hot hell. like that. Yeah. Just the sound of dice on the floor, baby. Dice That's on all the I floor. need for you guys. Dice on the floor. Yeah. 16 total. Fuck yeah. I don't see you in this campaign anymore for some reason. Me? But that's okay. Yeah, but I'm going to fix you up. I see Good. it right there in the game log. Okay. Yeah. 12 yeah. for Brother Philo. Love that. 15 nishis for me. Well, plus oh, two, man, that's so that's 17 for you. 17 nishis. 16. Is the subterranean god made him a Dracula? Did we know that already, or is that news to us, the We players? don't know that. You don't know. You and don't are know. we allowed to know that? I mean, I thought that was implied by my question. Okay, wow, some very good initiative rolls. Yeah, we're good uh, boys. Yes, uh, the first in the order with a 21 oh. is Dr. Jekyll. Um, he is still in your grasp. My loving embrace. Your loving embrace, Mutt, but he is going to attempt to do something about that. We are going to do a contested strength uh, check here to see. Strength, you say? Strength, Interesting. I say. Not my, ironically, strong suit. Not this frail old man strong suit I got a 15 either. total. Okay, he got a he got a 13 total. Mm. Uh, that is, I think that's his action. Hold on, let me check that. We should learn how to play this game. I mean, here's the thing. We could play this game for a, a decade, which we have at this point, and I will never, ever remember grapple rules. Never, never, ever. 
It's when you combine grape and apple. I don't know why you're so confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about what that deserves. I get that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, you have shut this old man down. He is trying very hard to get out of your grasp. You hear him uh, shout again through your hand. Hide! You dropped the patient. Hide! No, the patient. Um. And oh, this is exciting. Uh, I was waiting for Mutt's chance to change his body inherently to some different thing. Maybe this is yeah, his chance. Maybe I swig that potion down in one. Uh, next in the order uh, with a 19 is Mr. Hyde. Damn. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Hyde is, he looks over at the potion on the ground where you uh, knocked it away, Lady Godwin. Uh, and uh, Lady Godwin, you're right up uh, with this guy. Make an insight check for me, please. This is not your turn. That would be wild. 16. Uh, he doesn't look stoked right now. Uh, he doesn't look stoked about this potion that he is being told to drink. Uh, he is going to uh, disengage from you okay. as an action uh, so as not to take an opportunity attack uh, as he sprints over to the flask and he picks it up. Uh that is his turn. Uh, next in the order is Lady Godwin. Um. So Hyde is. I want to see if I can get to the flask. Uh, okay, Hyde is holding the flask now. If you want to get it out of his hands, you're you're. I'm going to see if I can. I mean, get it away from him. I can wrestle. Uh, okay. Uh, describe how you describe what that looks like. Describe how you're doing that, so we can decide on what the uh, what the role is. Um. Hmm. Maybe even a disarm roll. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to not get like super violent. Um, I think I'm just gonna like. Uh, you know what? Actually, I I would just brute force against his body, like try to knock him over. Um, oh yeah, to, check him. Yeah, basically a big, um, a big, a big cold shoulder. Nice. Okay, let's put him let's, into the glass. Yeah, let's let's do this. There's there's a, a few sort of homebrew disarming. Disarming is like a thing fighters can do, but there's also some homebrew rules for disarming. I don't know that like doing an attack roll that knocks a bottle out of a hand just sort of normally makes much sort of narrative sense. But if you want to spend your action trying to disarm him, uh, then what we will do is your athletics or acrobatics check. Uh, or an attack roll against my athletics or uh, uh, acrobatics check. So I'll, okay. I will contest an attack roll with my athletics check to see uh, how that goes. This is a big boy. Um, he rolls a 14 total. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a that one a, that I've That is there. a critical failure. Huh. You, uh, wow. you attempt to uh, tackle him. Uh, he, like, just sort of sidesteps out of the way. Uh, you are in your rage mode, and maybe this body that you have been sort of Pacific Rim controlling, uh, is, is not quite, the, it doesn't turn on a dime, necessarily. Yeah, you, you are raging. Of, yeah. Uh, so he steps out of the way of, uh, of your attack. Dang it. Uh, next in the order is Crawford Muttner. Uh, you are still grappling, uh, uh, Doctor Jekyll, if you if you wish to continue that, that is going to be your your action again. Or you I hold my sickle to his throat. Okay, 
and I say, uh, Mr. Uh, Hyde, was it? I don't know exactly what uh, that potion's. It's Dr. Chipper. I'm not talking to you. Hey. Talking to the other one. Don't talking talk to me. Talk to me. You're Big in. Yep. Listen, I don't know what that potion's going to do, but the second you unstopper it, I'm going to slit his throat. And I ready in action. Uh, so that if he unstoppers the bottle, okay. Gnarly. Uh, cool. That is your turn, then? Correct. Okay, cool. The, I, we've never had a hostage negotiation, I think, on the show before. Yeah, so this, this is fun is energy. A fun, uh, cool. Uh, next in the order is Brother Philo. Brother Philo, you are sort of in, in between these two uh, engagements, uh, as they were. Uh, you see Lady Godwin having just missed her attempt to get this bottle out of Hyde's hand, and uh, you see Mutt holding... Uh, Dr. Jekyll at knife point or sickle point. What do you do? Could I do an arcana check to try to determine what the substance is in the bottle? Absolutely you can. Um, that, that will not even be your action. Okay. Ooh, Holy at 20. Wow. Dirty man. 25. I'm as clean wow. as 25 as I've ever seen, Tony. Jeez, oh Pete, man. Okay, so that's a crit. Um, yeah, all right. Hmm. You are experienced with the alchemical arts. Um, yes. You have seen many potions in many bottles, uh, so much so that you have no trouble identifying a lot of this kind of stuff on site. There is a, a luminosity to the fluid in the bottle that suggests a, a tremendous amount of, of, uh, of power is in this thing. The specific nature of which you cannot quite discern. One thing, though, that you can also tell, not just from the color, but from the sort of viscosity of it, the way that it sort of clings to the sides of the, the, legs. the interior of the flask, the legs of the bottle, if you will, uh, the, the, of the fluid, rather. Uh, it, it looks like blood you would be uh you would be shocked if it wasn't um so this appears to be some sort of uh very very potent magically enriched blood uh substance i will also say with a nat 20 arcana check you also i think piece together that this is they are members of what was called the cult of the buried blood and so there is uh there is a a, a synapse that fires in your brain that sort of connects those two points. Okay. Um, I think um, the adorable little puppet boy is going to uh, jump up okay. and wrap himself uh, around the hand and the uh, and the bottle okay. to impede progress to what's-his-name's lips. Okay, so... This is either, I mean, you have your choice now. We've done this both in, in combat now of, is this a grapple of you trying to restrain him or is it a disarm of you trying to get this get this bottle out of his hands? Because um, I think using the parlance of, of D&D, like this action is, is one of those two things. Um, I think he's... I think he's trying to get it out of his... I think, I think he's trying to impede his progress to drink it. I think he would... Well, let me ask you this. If my 
if my plan is to try to get it out of his hand, would sleight of hand work? Um, yes. I mean, in, in, I, yes. I would say normally you are in combat trying to do something like this. You would have disadvantage, but you do also have Lady Godwin kind of flanking him at this point. His attention is sort of on her at this moment as he had to sort of sidestep this attack. Um, so if you wanted to make a sleight of hand check, uh, absolutely, I would allow that. It's going to be tough. I would say it's, it is a, uh, a DC 15 if you want to pull that off. Okay. Sleight of hand. No, not a, not a, not a one. A one would not. We are that just feast or famine. Yeah, it is. Unreal. Yeah, the thrill of victory and the agony these? of defeat. Yeah, yeah. Can we just smooth these out a little bit. That's like, a crit fail. Yeah, if we get all just fifteens across the board. That'd be fine. Um, I'd say he dives for the bottle. Misses it completely. Well, Dad, you yeah. got to crit one. I don't think you get to say what happens at all. I think yeah, that's... he eats your little wow. wooden body. That's no true. Uh, no, you jump up like a like an Olympic gymnast, like trying to grab the arm, and you just kind of like dangle there, like like laundry on a clothesline, <laughs> and he just kind of like wave, like easily, easily waves you off of his arm. Uh, and so I'm not hanging on the arm. Okay. You are not hanging on the arm. Uh, next in the order is the Black Earth Cultist. Um, okay. Um, he, underneath your hand, I've just realized that characters can take actions when they're grappled. They just can't move. Um, he begins chanting underneath I was so hand. afraid you were going to say he licks my hand. Oh, thank he God. Licks. And Travis, while he's doing no! it, the tongue comes out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> he is going to cast hold person on you on me to on you uh, to attempt to uh, break off this grapple and free himself. Uh, you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Hmm. Uh, that wisdom saving throw is uh 11 you need to hit an 11 here oh it almost um, it bounced off of 18 nine. it's a 9 total griffin you uh you feel this gross old tongue sort of brush against your fingertips as this man chants a spell um and while you're thinking like this is weird you realize that he is starting to just sort of move out of your grasp uh, uh-huh. And as you try to do something about that, uh, you cannot. And uh, you realize that you have been uh, paralyzed by this spell. Uh, you are incapacitated, oh. can't move or speak. Uh, and any attack that the, uh, that hits the creature is a critical hit uh, against you. Uh, he is going to uh, use his move action now to get away from you and uh, hoof it towards Hyde. So am I still he, just standing there, like with my arms wrapped around? He just whoop down the middle. Yes, you are. Oh, you man. are now holding no one. I look hostage. so dumb. You do look pretty. Good. In wrestling terms, that was a reverse. As as he sprints at Hyde, he says, "Hyde, do it! What are you waiting for?" Um. Next in the order is Hyde, who says, "I really don't. <laughs> I really, really don't wanna." Um. Oh, how about this? Uh, he unstoppers the bottle, 
and he chucks it at Dr. Jekyll. Uh, and it shatters uh, as it hits him right on the top of his head, uh, coating him in uh, this dark red glowing blood. Uh, Dr. Jekyll begins to heave on the ground. Uh, next in the order is Godwin. Damn. Um... Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, so he's on the ground. Yeah. Um, Hyde isn't. Hyde looks very pleased with himself. I'm kind of embarrassed for you a little bit because I feel like you don't understand the Jekyll and Hyde story, and I'm feeling a little bit embarrassed for you. No, it's two buddies. G- Griffin, he's Jekyll. It's about he's two Hyde. Jekyll they couldn't Hyde. be more different. One is a doctor. The other's a jerk. Okay. Yeah. So think- and uh, and Hyde was a Frankenstein in the book, right, Juice? We take a few, we're taking some fun liberties here on fun. the Adventure Zone versus Dracula. Uh, okay, <laughs> I. Why did he take the potion? Hmm? Um, do I have time? I guess it it would be an action to try to see if I can figure out. Like, well, did Philo have any? I know he wouldn't be able to communicate that to me, but like, does Philo know what's about to happen? No, I mean Philo knew that something bad was about to happen and that this was very magical blood uh, of the of the of the buried variety um, how is- have throughout the course of this have either one of them taken a like attack on us um no I mean you guys essentially jumped them so they right. have most of their actions at this point have been very potion focused they attack um, so not them but people in Dressed like them, members of this cult attacked us on our way yes. to Lumino at the beginning of this arc. Okay. Right. Um, and they had a big cart full of dead animals, which granted could mean as they're a hunter. They could be butchers. I mean, I've killed animals as Crawford by number four, too, but they seemed like they did it in a boo kind of way. In a bad I'm going to punch yeah. him hard enough in the stomach to try to make him puke. <laughs> Hide? Um, or Jekyll, the, the one who t- who took a potion, Griffin. Hide through the potion at Jekyll, right? And, and Jekyll, and it just Jekyll, smashed. All Jekyll is the well, one. That's who's... That puking's not going to help. I have. No. I mean, you could still it. make him puke though, if, if that's how you get your amazing. jollies. Um, I do also think you took that exact action more than once as Amber Gree. That's so true. I don't want people What's to around? think. What's around? What's around? Road environment. A road. To the uh, just off the road to the north side, you guys sort of were at this fork as you saw this convoy pass. Uh, there, there is the sort of uh, boundary of the Stranglemire. Uh, it's a, it's down a sort of rolling, uh, gentle cliff. Uh, it's like 20, 20 feet of uh, tumbling hill going down into the mire, uh, where no, no living things appear to be standing. There is a sign. Uh, that is at the the crossroads. One point is pointing and says this way to the ungentle wood, and then the other sign is pointing the other way and it says this way to. 
I don't have the any. Gentle the gentle wood. The gentle, the extremely gentle wood. I am going the to. The hundred acre wood. I'm going to try to. Winnie the Pooh is public domain, so that's actually canonical. That's the hundred acre wood is that way. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to get Jekyll to the Stranglemire. I'm going to try to take both of us down the hill in the hopes that I can get him into the water and wash him off before the potion works. Okay, that's cool. Um, you uh, sprint up. If you do, if you do this, you're going to take an attack of opportunity against Hyde. He is he is going to throw some. Let hands. him try. Okay, he's he's not bad at it. Um, him being Mr. Hyde at all. <laughs> yeah, no, not yeah, pugilist, uh, notor- <laughs> notorious stinker, Mr. Hyde. <laughs> he uh, he pulls out a scimitar and swings it at you as you pass. No, that is a three plus five and eight. Uh, that is all he can do on a reaction. So, um, you get away from him and hoof it over to, uh, Dr. Jekyll. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to, like, try to tack, pick him up and haul him to the Stranglemire to get us to the edge where we can, like, tumble down into it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say this is another... Uh, this is another sort of uh, contested check we're going to make, but he will have disadvantage on this since he is on the ground and also not doing particularly well. Uh, let's just call this a straight-up athletics check. He is attempting to not fall off this, not fall down this hill. You are attempting to do it. Okay, he got a thirteen total. Are you fucking kidding me? That is a critical failure. A one. That's three. That's one and a critical failure. What is happening? I, what is that's, happening? It's that never... is really, really strange. Fuck. Um, I he... wasted my 25 on identifying a formula, and then it didn't. <laughs> he stands. No, now, Dad, uh, to be fair, you found out it would be bad if he drank the potion that the bad guy was trying to drink, and that it was very viscous. And what more could you possibly need to know? It's blood. That's important. I gave him some lore. (laughs) Eat my chaps. (laughs) If you want big action, don't make insight rolls, folks. That's (laughs) yeah. That's that's right. Yeah. never. No. No fun ever came out of an Arcana check. (laughs) Um, You go to just sort of uh, horse collar tackle this guy down off the hill. He stands up very quickly as you approach, and you kind of swing off of his neck. You are going to land prone on the side of the road, not tumbling down the hill, uh, but precariously sort of at the top of it. Um, He is transforming. He is much more imposing than the form that he, he once possessed. His eyes turn blood red uh, and full of fury as his brow furrows and then furrows some more. Uh, And his body begins to contort uh, and grow in size uh, until he is is roughly in step uh, with Mr. Hyde uh, at this point. Uh, Only his teeth are growing long and sharp uh, and from the back of his robes, two wings sprout. Ah, oh, damn. Now, why uh, did I now should not shouldn't I have gotten to take some sort of bonus in my bonus action there before all this happened? You don't know. You I rolled a had one. 
one sweet bonus action. Uh, you rolled a critical failure. Uh, so so I is, guess I don't get a bonus. It has to fail really bad critically. It does fail very bad. Do you have a bonus action? That I mean, uh, I can do my. I I get my 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 frenzy, my my bonus attack from my frenzy. Uh, I will say you did land prone, and so you would be doing uh, that from the ground since well, you used your move action we'll to get on get on up over here. Well, so we'll pocket that bonus action away <laughs> for, as uh, a reaction. Ne- can I ready next- an action? to defend uh, myself on the ground like a cockroach. No, uh, the action that you took was uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the the attempted uh, tackling. Next in the order, though, is Mutt. Okay. So what I can do is to make a roll, a check to break it, right? Break what? To break the whole person. Uh, yes, that is correct. Um, um, no. He definitely, definitely, definitely lost concentration Sick. Uh, on this spell as he uh, transformed. Uh, I believe this is a, a concentration. Yes. Um, yeah, so no, the, the whole person definitely would have broke as he had a bottle smashed on his head and then transformed into this oh, cool thing. Um. Okay. So, so that I'm uh, picturing this scene correctly, right? Yeah. Right now, hide is a little up the road. Yep. Uh with uh, with Philo who is now kind of on the ground cuz he missed grabbing the bottle. Uh yes. And Jekyll has transformed into some kind of winged beast. Right, he's like right at the crossroads right next to a downed not downed but prone uh Lady Godwin. Okay. Uh and then you are there recovering from your paralysis. Okay, cool. Cool. Cool cool cool. Great. Um, can I recognize what he's turning into? Uh, absolutely you can with a survival check. Okay. Uh, a moment. Patrons and traits. I would recommend there's 19 other numbers on the dice. Yeah. Are Just any of those other great numbers. Way cool. Okay. Um, if it's something undead, I have uh, advantage on survival checks. Uh, or yes, yeah, to recall on- information about them. Yeah. Pretty much everything here is un- undead. Um, uh, it's a 22 total. Oh, no, that's a stealth check. Ignore that. Um, end of nine. So 22 was my highest. Okay. Um, there is. There have been rumors on the Monster Hunter message boards. Mm-hmm. Sorry, wait. Yeah. No, not the message boards for the video, the Capcom video game franchise, Monster Hunter. Very I'm important. sure that there's lots of conversations happening on there all the time. Um, for of, a hunter, of varying of varying levels of quality and appropriate. Yeah, sure. I would say. Uh, you, as a cryptid hunter, have heard rumors about things in Ongrave becoming more dangerous, more um, more unknown. Uh, these lands have been known to you and your clan for generations. Something is changing here. Something is happening here uh, that is unprecedented. Uh, the body count is is rising, and a lot of people lay that at the feet of the Cult of the Buried Blood. Um, this appears to be a vampire. Um, it has all the makings of a, just a straight-up classic vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have hunted vampires before, and they have not looked... They have not looked like this. Um, 
I would say the only thing you've seen that looks vaguely like this is when you did battle Dracula yesterday. Uh, and as you all sort of caught his ire, you saw him begin to transform into something like something like this. Not a not a vampire thrall per se, mm-hmm. but a capital V vampire. Ah, oh, sick. Okay. Um, well, I'm gonna designate him with my hunter's prey. Your, the mark? Yep. Hunter's mark? Yep. Okay. And I'm gonna shoot him with my heavy crossbow. Uh, okay. Are you using, which bolts are you using? The sil- the silver-tipped ones. The good ones. You only have three of those, right? I can so reclaim him once I kill him. What's that? I can pull him back out once I kill him. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. That's the, that's the beauty of crossbow bolts. They're Ooh, very if reusable. You miss, if you miss, they are going far. <laughs> I don't plan on wide, missing. But. Okay. Um, so you mark it as your quarry. You would deal an extra 1d6 damage to the target uh, whenever you hit it with a weapon attack. And you have advantage on uh, any check you make to find it. Okay, cool. Uh, so go ahead and roll your attack roll for me, please. Oh, my fuck. James, one! Travis, I'm so sorry. It couldn't be. Travis, I'm so sorry. It can't be. One third. One third of your silver tipped crossbow bolts. This one, Travis, you don't want this bolt. This bolt must have been fucked up with the fletching of it because it just goes right over his shoulder and it hits the road sign and pinks off that. It didn't even stick in. Pretty shitty crossbow bolt. So you don't even care as you watch it go flying through the air and landing squarch into the the strangle uh, mire. Yeah. Um, uh, That is really unfortunate. I'm I'm so sorry for that to happen to you guys. You know, there are days and there are days. (laughs) You know what I mean, guys? Hey, do you have anything else? Yeah, uh, I, I turn to the two of them and I go, "Sorry, we jumped, you guys. Let's call this one." You know what? We've all <laughs> we've all made some mistakes in our life. Am I right? They are pro- honestly uh, at this point, they're probably just dying to see what happens next. To see yep. what fuck what else the, <laughs> the, the the Stooges come up with to entertain them. Uh, next in the order is Philo. Um, Philo's tired of dicking around. Um, All right. I didn't realize so, you were doing that between our yeah. turns. <laughs> uh, f- <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> uh, Philo um, is going to cast the spell Catapult. Yeah. Um, he is going to catapult the Bloody Cross. Whoa, holy shit. The glowing Bloody Cross? Yeah. Yeah. The it's old rugged glowing it's bloody still cross. A cross. It's still a cross. Okay. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna catapult it at the uh the vampire hide. Vampire Jekyll, Jekyll or whatever the vampire is. Jim Vampire Jekyll. Alright, so he is going to make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, it strikes the target and stops moving. When the object strikes something, the object and what it strikes each take 3d8 bludgeoning damage. Uh, if if uh, this hits, it will do... Well, we'll see. All right. He is going to roll his dex save. That is no. That is a four plus three, a seven. Uh, you hit. Uh, let's roll 3d8 bludgeoning damage. I can do that for you if you like. I did it. Oh, you did roll 3d8? 
Six, oh, yeah. eight, and two. Sixteen. Um, describe what this looks like as you do this, because this is metal as fuck. Um, he tosses the the bloody cross just a little bit, right, like into the air. Gestures with both hands, you know, kind of a Doctor Strange, you know, cool thing, and the the cross for just a second hangs in midair, and then goes flying right at Vampire Jekyll, Radical. and and impacts him. Now, I would also maintain, please, not that I'm trying to be greedy. No, go for it. That it is, it is a crucifix and silver. No, I. Oh yeah, no, I, I remember all that. Um, yeah, uh, it it doesn't just hit him. Uh, as the spell would suggest, the uh, the tip of the long end of the crucifix uh, jabs into the center of his chest, uh, just missing his heart, you would estimate. Um, and as it does, he shrieks a hellish siren. Uh, in the in the woods surrounding all of you, you just start hearing uh, birds losing their minds and just taking off in flight up to the skies as this howl just tears through the trees uh, as this glowing silver cross uh, jabs into his chest. Uh, he is going to take 32 points of, uh, of damage, uh, half, half of which uh, for, for this thing sort of radiant nature. Uh, and you can see the skin around the cross uh, crackling a bit. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool. Next in the order is Dr. Jekyll. He is going to, I mean, the only one who it makes sense for him to attack is Philo. Uh, he takes off like a bullet. Uh, and you are having a hard time sort of visually tracking him uh, as he suddenly appears behind you. He is going to try to first sink his claws into you. That is a 23 versus AC. Uh, uh, let me check. Yeah. Okay. Um, now that Dad's body is wooden, does he have any kind of natural armor? Um, well, we did roll a new sheet for Philo. He has the characteristics of a warforged. Oh. If I'm not mistaken, right, Dad? Right. Or did we I mean, a 23 is going to hit sheet. no matter what. No, nope, so don't get me wrong. Yeah, this very, was, very this was curiosity. Yeah. Not like, oh, isn't he made of adamantium now? Uh, <laughs> he, he does not uh, maul you or scratch you with his claws. He just lifts you up off the ground. Which, frankly, now that I'm thinking about it, probably wouldn't take much effort, really, at all to do. You're just a little public yeah. guy. Uh, yeah. He grabs the side of your head, your wooden puppet head, bends it over, and tries to sink his teeth into your neck. Yeah, good luck with that. He rolls a 20. Uh, you don't feel it. But it looks really weird as this giant vampiric beast chomps down uh, onto your your neck. And it doesn't hit quite the same way as a human's neck would. It basically is just like fully enclosing you like a, like a tiger's jaws. 
Uh, right. You, you however, uh, take uh, you take five points of piercing damage, but that is all you take. And he pulls his teeth back, okay. and it's like, what? What? Uh, and he uh, he is just looking at you very confused. That is his action. He still has you uh, grappled, uh, but the bite doesn't seem to have taken purchase uh, in your your you know dowel rod of a neck. And you said how many points? Uh, five points of piercing damage. Mister Hyde is up next. He sees what just transpired uh, and is shocked to see uh, Dr. Jekyll look uh, as he does now. Uh, he, he says, oh, damn. And Jekyll looks up at him with his teeth bared. And Mr. Hyde says, well, I better uh, hit the old the old trails. Uh, 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 bye. Sorry. Uh, he turns heel and takes off running. You are grappled, uh, Philo, so there is no opportunity attack. Uh, he is going to dash, uh, and he is able to get sixty feet away. So he is uh, he is he is heading out, and he is uh, getting there fast. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier 
for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. I'm Emily Fleming. And I'm Jordan Morris. We're real comedy writers. And real friends. And real fucking cheapskates. We say, why subscribe to expensive streaming services when you can stream tons of insane movies online for free? As long as you're fine with 25 randomly inserted super loud car insurance commercials. On our new podcast, Free With Ads, we review streaming movies from the darkest corner of the internet's bargain bin. From the good to the weird, to the holy shit look at John claude Van Damme's big old butt. Free with ads, a free podcast about free movies that's worth the price of admission. Every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org or your favorite pod spot. Hello, everyone out there. Thank you for coming to our service. Yes. We are ready to heal heal you. you. We are Ross and Carrie. We are faith healers. Yes, Yes, you there. Yes, sir. You have a spirit of... Not listening to enough podcasts. We have the solution for that. Oh, we can cure you. You should listen to Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. It's on Maximum Fun. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yes, ma'am. Yes, you there. Gladys. Spirit of boredom? Oh my goodness, we have the solution for you. It is to listen to the podcast. Oh, oh no, no, Ross, Ross and, and Carrie. Next in the order is Lady Godwin. You are prone at the side of the road, but you do not have uh, you do not have this guy uh, hanging over you, threatening to bite you now. So that's you know not bad. Um, I'm going to try to how what's the distance on on him? 
Uh, he is maybe, uh, I mean, this this whole encounter has been in a pretty tight space. I would say he's maybe 10 feet away from you, but, uh, or Hyde's not 10 feet away. Jekyll and Philo are 10 feet away from you. Um, but you are prone, so you will have to spend your move action to to stand up. Um, um, okay, I'm going to uh, jump jump up. Okay, uh, and in a cool way. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to jump up and try to I just try to get an attack in. I mean. In in into uh, do you have any throwing jet- any throwing uh, uh, weapons any items uh, that you have acquired uh, that you would uh, that you would like to use because you are not going to be able to get in melee range. Uh, how high get in melee range? How- um, I tell you what, let me. Oh oh oh! I will chuck the consecrated oil. Oh okay, Adam. Um, I know that's supposed to be applied to my weapon, but I don't have time. No, yeah, I will. It. I will allow its use uh, like this for sure. Um, how how high up is uh, Jackal? He's not flying. Just got wings. He's just showing. He has off. cool wings. He's just okay. Great, great, great. Yeah, he's, he's trying to find a mate. It's hard out here. There we go. Okay, consecrated oil uh, coats an object in divine goo, giving radiant damage. Okay, uh, this can basically be the same uh, sort of thing as bottled bottled sunlight. Maybe a little bit. Uh, weaker than that, but that is a sort of splash-based uh, uh, thing that you can use for this uh, effect. Go ahead and roll a, um, a, a ranged melee attack, uh, just just sort of, uh, I guess, with an improvised weapon. If you have a ranged melee weapon, uh, you can sort of use the stats for that as a short shortcut. Let's see here. Okay, so better than a one. Uh, it's a three. That's a, I rolled a three. three. A three plus, plus a five. five. Um, the, the good news is the bottle doesn't break as you attempt to throw it, um, but you kind of get a Charlie horse and your arm twists weird and it just kind of tumbles across the ground and lands like five feet in front of him. Uh, he looks down at it, looks up at you, <laughs>, laughs a guttural laugh. Next in the order is Crawford Bunner. Is he still laughing? <laughs> okay, I scoop up the bottle as I'm running towards him and smash it on his face. You, uh, I will allow you to give you give your proficiency bonus on this one. So, um, this Sick. is a are are you throwing it at his face? I don't know if this is a dex check or a strength attack. So if it, I would say if you're throwing it at his face, I will give you dex. Um, then yeah, I'm a ranged guy. Yeah, right. I'm scooping it up and cool. checking it at his face. So this will be just your your dex modifier plus your proficiency bonus. Um, so oh, I guess gosh. just your standard kind of my dex modifier plus my proficiency bonus. So plus eight. That's a nineteen total. Ugh, All right. Thank you. Yes. Um, as the liquid sunlight uh, splashes uh, across his face. Uh, you hear him try to let out another one of these uh, guttural shrieks. Um, But some of the stuff that makes that sound is now uh, sort of sizzling underneath this uh, radiant liquid uh, in a way that is unpleasant to see and to hear. Uh, Roll uh, 2d6 for me. 
and now we'll say, what was the, um, roll 3d6 for me. Um, and I also have my hunter's mark on him, so it's an additional d6. Oh, wow, okay. 11 total. Uh, 11 total, okay. Uh, as parts of his upper body uh, begin to crackle uh, as the radiant sunlight splashes across it, uh, you see him uh, take a step back. Uh, he drops you, uh, Philo. Uh, and he is uh, looking a little bit panicked. You see a little bit of that sort of uh, frail uh, appearance that you that you noticed before, if only in body language alone. Uh, and you see him uh, unfurl his wings. Uh, it is not his turn. Uh, he takes 22 points of damage from that. Uh, he is he is bloodied. Uh, officially, and 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 then so. Uh, next in the order is Brother Philo. Um, Brother Philo is going to take his quarterstaff and smack it into the uh, glowing silver cross still embedded in his chest, and try to do even more damage. Uh, okay, uh, so this is going to be just a straight up attack roll. Uh, against this thing's, uh, I'm going to say just against its AC, against the, the vampire's AC. Um, if you hit, uh, it will give you the effect of the of the catapult cross situation from the first place. Um, but, you, but you do need to hit. Okay. Let's see. Boy, I hope this is Fudge. Good. Seven. No. Four plus three is wow. seven. Uh... He flexes a peck. On then. Uh, okay. I what? still have a bonus action. Okay. Polearm master. Bullshit. You take attack with a quarter step. <laughs> you can use a bonus action to make a melee attack with the opposite end of the weapon that uses the same ability modifier as the primary attack and has a damage of die of D4. You have one more shot at this. Yep. Uh, he looks like he is about to take flight. You have one more shot at this. Uh, his armor class is a 15. Get him. 16! 13 plus 3, 16. Yes, that <laughs> is a hit. You strike the tip of the cross that is still sticking out of his chest, and it disappears uh, as the entire uh, surface of the cross is now embedded in his body. You are going to roll another 3d8 uh, radiant damage. Okay. Roll good. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find it. Where I've lost my 3d8. There's oh, a wait, little... wait, wait, wait. I know what to do. I know what to do. Okay. okay. Eight five five. That's eighteen. Jesus Christ! Thirty-six points of radiant damage. You hit the cross right on the very tip of it, and it vanishes into his chest. And you see light begin to spread. Uh, through his now visible veins, uh, which are showing through his, his increasingly translucent skin. He looks at you confused as if to be smited by a puppet like this is, is strange to him. Um, he looks down at the now hole in his chest and very desperately tries to dig and grab the cross out of there, but it is 
no use. It is gone inside of him. He looks up at you, panic-stricken, and you hear him try to say something, uh, very panicked and frenzied, uh, but the parts that make sound are just no longer functioning within him, and suddenly his neck cranes backward, light uh, shoots out of the, the front of his face, and he instantly explodes into a cloud of ash. And your I still didn't get teeth! Your cross clangs to the ground, and by your cross, I mean the one you did take from that dead body one time. Well, I guess we've really showed them how we do business around <laughs> these parts. <laughs> I guess... I guess you learned a thing or two about messing with the big guys. I'm pretty sure that uh, Brother Philo did uh, nearly all of the damage in that entire. I smashed a. I smashed. Oh, that is true. You threw a bottle. (laughs) Dad is is just doing his lies of P cosplay. Yes. This this brutal Uh, Pinocchio. Next in the initiative order is uh, Mr. Hyde, who who dashes off again. Can I speak as a free action? Uh, or is he gone before I notice? I mean, we're pretty busy. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think uh, that is going to be possible. He's he's like 120 feet away from you now. There is yes. There's, let him tell the tale. Yeah, of uh, the guys who walked past us that one time. <laughs> yeah, they didn't him. get a lot of info about you. They were pretty rude <laughs> in how few questions. <laughs> yeah, they asked. and you did give him an out. Mutt did give true. him an out. He could have just uh, walked away. Did you give him an out? No. <laughs> I said that as Travis. Oh. There's no way his retelling of the story does not start with, I swear to God, it was the fucking damnedest thing. <laughs> <laughs> there we were, just walking along on our way to that birthday party for my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a cart full of dead farm animals. Um, hey, Brother Philo, give, yes. give me a, another Arcana check, please. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now it's a 24. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Um, as as he was vanishing, as he was uh, sort of uh, industifying, um, you caught a sort of primal look in his eyes that sparked your memory. Um, you, you also know that this was a vampire without bite marks. Mm. And you piece together that that is what set you off on this mission in the first place as you investigated the the strange illness that has befallen your Turbo Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Could Philo look around for any traces of the uh, the potion, uh, like oh, pieces um, of the bottle that might have the potion in it that he could... Do you want me to look for it? Because, like... I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this is not a looking check. This is a luck check because it seems, mm. uh, you know, uh, I don't. It seems unlikely that there would be anything that you would be able to use that has not been, you know, contaminated by, you know, the dirt road that it okay. landed on. Uh, if you want to roll a luck check, if you can get a 15 or better, I will say that yes, absolutely, you you find it. Luck. Check. Just d20. Just straight d20. Just a straight d20. Okay. Uh, 13. 
no. On a thirteen, uh, on a thirteen, I'll give you. I'll give you this thread. On a thirteen, you find a shard of the bottle. It has a little bit of this blood on it. It's a little bit. It's not quite as luminous. Uh, it, uh, it. It seems like a little bit of dirt got on it as well. Um, but you you do have at least that much to to go on. I think he takes it. He pours it into one of his uh, vials on his bandolier. Philo vials. My philo vials. My philo. My files. Yeah, he puts them in his philo files. Sure, got it. Uh, his philo actory. <laughs> you. That's good too. Damn. Oh, that's real good. Uh, what, what do y'all do next? And like, so when he exploded, like his robe, everything, like there's no trace of him left. There's no trace. The only thing that remains is the is the cross. I pick it up. Okay, and I grab my bottle. You grab your bottle. I smashed it. It did get smashed. Oh, man. (laughs) I helped kill him. Yeah, but... All right. I will say this. If we do a little bit of fun here, I will say that the the silver crossbow bolt is sticking out of the strangle mire. Um, It is about 10 feet into the muck. But you you do see it there. I think I could get it. Hmm. Hold my hey, Garwin, Lady yes. Garwin, will you hold yes. my will you hold my feet? Hmm. I suppose yes. And then you'll pull me back out, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, shouldn't be much of a problem. A slight fellow. Would would this quarterstaff help? Mm, it's pretty yeah. long. It's pretty long. Yeah. Okay. Uh. I, I take it from the name, Griffin, that if I go into the Maya, it's going to be Give me bad. a history check, please. Okay. Uh, 18 plus one and 19. Yeah, for sure. You, I mean, you know about the, you know about the Stranglemire. You know not to go in the Stranglemire. Mama always said, don't go in the Stranglemire. You'll get strangled if you go in there. Uh, as the name would suggest. This is a sprawl. It is the largest sort of uh, like biome in this in this whole uh, peninsula of Ongrave. Uh, it surrounds Dracula's castle uh, on all of the sort of land uh, surrounding Dracula's castle. It is impossible to, to reach his castle because of it. Uh, it serves as a very handy moat for him. Uh, so yes, you, you don't know, I think specifically what the Stranglemire does. You just know, don't go in the Stranglemire. Okay. I but you also crossbow. do know it's a really nice crossbow bolt. Oh. Okay. Do I have any chewing gum? No. Uh. Wait, roll a luck check. Huh? <laughs> a 19. Yeah. You, yeah. You got some gum. Nice. Okay, I chew it up and I stick it on the quarterstaff. Okay, quarterstaff ain't ten feet long. I'm leaning out while Godwin holds my hand. Okay, and I'm stretching out to try to stick the chewing gum to pull the thing out. Okay, um, give me a sleight of hand check with advantage as you have some help from Lady Godwin. Okay, that. Yeah, oh, nope, that was a five plus four, a nine. And a nat 20! Oh, <laughs> damn. Feast and famine today! <laughs> you, this is weird, man. You stick the gum stick onto the uh, the tip of the silver crossbow bolt, and 
manage to pull it back. As as you are dangling over the Stranglemire, like as soon as you cross the threshold of it, uh, it, it doesn't, hands don't shoot out of the mud and try and grab you. Um, you just feel like your life force is being drained down into the down into the muck. Um, you can see sort of traces of of your essence uh, being drained off, but you are so quick at getting this fucking arrow back that it does not have uh, any impact on you before you are pulled back. You recover your crossbow bolt. Whee! <sighs> that is the kind of drama we deliver here on the Adventure <laughs> Zone week in, week out. A lot of people wouldn't, a lot of actual play shows, they wouldn't even make a a character, a moment out of one wayward arrow. They wouldn't waste yeah. your time no. with that. No. <laughs> and a lot, you know what? I'll tell you a lot of them, um, they get a little showboaty and they want to end an episode with like something exciting or like a cliffhanger. Yeah. Or but I got my cro- have- I got my crossbow bolt back. Have- I don't know what you're talking well, about. I'm no very excited. There. There's no tension there. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not Will no, the crossbow bolt forgive me for shooting it into the mines? We have the confidence that you're going to come back. You know, that's, that's a trust we're placing in you because we trust you that much. Griffin, and do you want to make up a bullshit cliffhanger for Justin? Yeah, sure. How's this? No, I want it. Oh, okay. This is kind of going against the spirit of trust that we've all established. <laughs> worked so hard to establish, but okay. You take your bolt back. Uh-huh. And remove some of the excess gum on it. Reset the fletching as you know how to do so well. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Polish up the silver of it and get that yucky mud off. As you do, a voice from the arrow says, Thank you, son. <gasps> what? <laughs> I knew it! Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.